Aloha, folks. You are listening to Inside the Desert Oasis Room, episode number 123. This episode is sponsored by Tandawai Rum, the world's largest rum producer and winner of over 170 international medals in the past four decades. Check out their webpage at tandawaiusa.com or follow them on Facebook or Instagram at tandawaiusa. This podcast is also sponsored by the Tonga Hut. Opened in 1958, the Tonga Hut in North Hollywood is LA's oldest continuously run tiki bar. With locations in both North Hollywood and Palm Springs, California, the Tonga Hut serves classic tiki cocktails in a classic tiki setting. Dine in a secret tiki hideaway or learn about rum and rum history at one of their educational seminars. And if you're up to the challenge, take the journey to join the loyal order of drooling bastards. For information on events, rum rum club, and more, go to tongahut.com or find them on Facebook or Instagram. On this episode, we chat with Miss Moon Eyes, also known as Didi Cupcake. I'd been wanting to have Miss Didi Cupcake on the podcast for quite some time now because she's got such an interesting background. Raised in Chicago and having lived in Las Vegas and now Los Angeles, she's been a Midwesterner, a desert dweller, and now a Southern California Angelino. She competed on Food Network's Cupcake Wars, hence the name Didi Cupcake performed stand-up comedy, and most recently won the title of Miss Moon Eyes. We thought it would be fun to do a Cupcakes and Cocktails episode, and for that, this episode was born. As always, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did bringing it to you. And if you did, hit that subscribe button. Subscribing makes it easier for you to follow our adventures. Shares on your social media pages are always appreciated, and if you'd like to help support the show... Go to DesertOasisRoom.com to pick up some merch or make a donation. This podcast does not exist without the help of our sponsors or our listeners, so every purchase or donation, no matter the size, is totally appreciated and helps keep this podcast coming to you every week. Alrighty then, grab a cupcake, grab a cocktail, and join us inside the Desert Oasis Room with Miss Moon Eyes herself, Miss Dee Dee Cupcake. Thank you so much for having me. Aloha. I'm very happy to be here. I'm so excited that you're here. And you brought cupcakes too. I brought cupcakes. I had to. So I think I've had your cupcakes before. I think you You did brought too. them to the Tiki Tea, right? Yes. Awesome. A few times. Yeah. Now, did you bring these flavors? Uh, I think I may have. Um, did you have a chocolate peppermint one? I think you stole one out of Mike's little treat box that I Probably, made. yeah. And there was chocolate peppermint yeah. in there. So the chocolate cake is the same thing. Yeah, you know what? That box that you brought for Mike. I don't think it ever made it to him because because as people were walking into the bar and seeing it, that it was on the counter. And then Junior, he thought that you left it there for all of us. So that's why he just left it there. So we were eating the cookies oh, and stuff. Oh, that's out of funny. It. That's hilarious. I'll yeah. have to bring more so next good. time. Yeah, you good. guys are funny. I'm sure. But he shared the other more. one, I think. Yeah, so, I mean, the they all do. That's funny, though. Yeah. yeah. So for our listeners that don't know, we have Miss Dee Dee Cupcake with us tonight. She is also Miss Moon Eyes, and she was also on the Food Network on I Cupcake was. Wars. Yes. So there's all this fun stuff that I want to talk to you about. And I don't even know where to start. Let's start with the cupcakes because okay. I want to start making drinks okay. and I want to make something that matches the flavors that we okay. have or complements them. So it doesn't have to match, Good. right? Because sometimes you want to do more of the same flavor and sometimes you want to do something that's a little bit opposite, right? Like burgers sure. and fries, right? Absolutely. So I am going to start a video so that I can have a little something for YouTube. Alrighty. So let's start with... Let's start with a lemon. Okay. How's that? Okay, so right. I'm going to make you a blood punch. Okay. And the blood punch is a fashionola-based drink. It's fashionola and rum and lime. Sounds so delicious. The lime is, it works well with the fashionola because it has kind of a raspberry flavor. And I know that lime and lemon are a little bit different from each other, but they're both uh, tart citrus, so I hope it complements it. So we're going to start doing that. I'm so excited to try it. So... While I'm doing that, how was your weekend? 
Um, it was really good. My sister was visiting from Chicago. Okay. So we did a lot of LA things. Okay. Um, we went to the Tim Burton bar. We went to the Magic Castle last night. I love the Magic Castle. Have you been? I've been, but it's been a long time. Okay. I saw your um, your Instagram stories about that. Yes. Um, my only complaint about the Magic Castle, which is, I guess, not even a complaint. It's just a cool thing that they do, is that they don't allow any social media inside. Oh, really? Once you get past the doors, yeah. Oh. So um, you can take pictures in that little lobby area that you yeah, saw on my Instagram. Yeah. Story, uh, but once you get past that point, no phones. It's super serious, and they will kick you out if you take any pictures or video. But I love it because everyone's actually watching the magic and not on their phones. And then everyone's dressed up. Everyone's dressed like, up. It's a real night. Yes, a real nice night. So, did they still have that piano that plays by uh -huh. itself? Okay. Irma, yeah. Irma, yeah. That yes, was Irma was taking requests last night. Yeah. So that was really fun. And but... it's pretty neat because like. You can tip Irma still, You right? tip Irma, yes. Yeah. Irma does accept gratuities. Of but course. We celebrated our engagement at the Magic Castle, so it's oh, always a special place okay. for All me. Right. Yeah, so I first went there, oh, it was a long time ago now, maybe like six years. But now it's so cool that I live in LA and I can go there anytime. And I'm fortunate. Everyone always asks me, how do you get in? It's exclusive and you have to know someone. Right. You do. You do. Um, but I'm very lucky through my different many different hats that I wear and careers doing burlesque and random things. I've met people that have been able to. You know, there's a lot of so. magicians in the Tiki world. We have a lot of magicians. Yeah, friends. I was noticing yeah. that too, actually. Yeah. Um, I wandered into Tiki Tea a couple weeks ago when I was also at the Magic Castle when I wanted one more drink. And uh, Sid and Jim were sitting at the end of the bar practicing card tricks. Oh yeah, because Sid's taking classes. Mm -hmm, that's what he was yeah. saying. Yeah, so it was cool because I just came from the Magic Castle and then I wanted one more drink and the magic show continued because I just found a seat at the bar. And oh, how funny. They were very nice and did some tricks for me. So it was a pretty great time. Very cool. Yeah, the two worlds definitely collide. What okay. are you making there? So I'm, this is a blood punch. Okay. Now, I know you brought a mug. And it would be apropos to put it in the red mug because it's going to be red. That's why I call it a blood punch. But I, I kind of feel like I want to put it in a glass so that you can okay. see the color. Yeah, I would love that. So, and I just realized that I have to make it for two. So, actually for three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Now for the room. And you're, I see you're using Tanduay, which yes. is one of your sponsors. That's I don't know much. Sponsors. Can you tell me a little bit about the Tanduay? So, Tanduay Rum is, and I appreciate you asking. Thank of course. you. Tandoi Rum has been around since 1854, and um, they are from the Philippines. Um, it's one of the original rums that was served at Down the Beachcomber. Oh, wow. At, at the, uh, cool. the one in Hollywood. And they just actually recently, uh, coincidentally, just uh, started making cocktails, or are going to be starting making cocktails for Trader Vic's. Oh, wow. Which I think, and what I say coincidentally is that, you know, they're... They're one of Don's rivals, and I think it'd be funny to, you know, to know what Don would be thinking about. Hey, you're using one of our rums and yeah. your cocktails over there. But you know, it was it was a popular rum pre-World War II, um, and it kind of disappeared after World War II because okay. like things changed, you know. So I'm gonna put this on the flash blender so it's gonna get a little noisy. But okay, no I'm hoping I don't make too much of a mess because it's a little bit full. I'm so happy I was able to check it out finally after seeing all your posts. I am too. Your photos made it down from LA. I am too. I'm happy that you're here because, um, actually, believe it or not, when you and I talked about this, how long ago was it? Like a month ago? Oh, maybe even longer. Longer than that? Because I remember that when we were eating the Christmas treats, I remember sitting there in the corner with you talking about talking about it. Oh, so. was it during Christmas? Yeah, I think we were in the planning stages. Yeah, so about a little over a month. Okay. So it's funny because there were people who suggested that you should be on the podcast. Oh. And I said, yeah, actually, we're trying to set it up. And then after we got it set up, I got another suggestion. Oh, you should have Dee Cupcake on there. <laughs> That's so and I said, funny. yeah, actually, she's going to be at my house Aww. tomorrow. We're going to record tomorrow. That's so. so sweet. I'm very flattered. People think I'm interesting enough to talk to. And it's more than of course you So are. that's cool. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Aw, that's okay, nice. Okay, so I'm using... I love your ice bucket. It's very... Isn't um, it neat? Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's yeah, a nautical... It's very steampunky, like... Helmet. Vintage. Yeah, that's very cool. And, um... Yeah, it's neat. I like it. Oh, Tony's. Oh, that is so funny. Your glasses from Tony's because I went there when I was filming Cupcake Wars. Oh, you're kidding me. But when I filmed Cupcake Wars, it was actually really funny because 
everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And so I saw your episode. When we, <laughs> oh, um, I felt so bad. <laughs> it was a lot. It was actually it was a great experience though. I had a wonderful time. But we went to Tony's on the pier to get a drink after we filmed because I was like, oh, womp womp, and the power was out. And so all they were serving was beer. Like they were just serving like bottles of, of beer. Yeah, because they couldn't mix drinks. Mm -hmm. And so I, I was so sad because everybody said they had like great Mai Tai or maybe Mai Tais or Bloody Mary, some cocktail that they were known for. And then the whole pier was out of power. I was like, this is just hilarious. Wow. Um, but I would really love to go back because I did, even with the power being out, I had a really great time. But yeah, um, you watched my Cupcake Wars episode. So I that's did. hilarious. That was a very long time ago already, over five years. So it's funny now to watch it. How what does it think? feel to see yourself? Well, let's 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 go back a little bit. I'm curious how it even all started. How, how did you get on that show? How did I get on that show? Uh, that's a good question. Well, I ever since I was a little girl, I used to bake with an easy bake oven, and my poor parents and family had to eat these horrible cardboardy desserts okay. that were cooked by a light bulb. Like it was just awful. But, but every parent does it. They, yes, they do. Because I, I did it for my daughter. Oh, you you're know? so sweet. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean yeah, you, you have you to support do it. your kids in of whatever you they want to yeah. do. Absolutely. So um, my parents would eat all this cr these crazy little concoctions I was making, but I just always remember being in the kitchen with my grandmother and her teaching me how to make tortillas and just having an interest in cooking and baking. And so I started baking cupcakes for all of my friends and my family and oh my God, those are beautiful. I'm gonna take a picture. Yeah, please do. Oh wait, I have to stop this. Okay, bye everybody. We'll see you later. Oh wait, before I do that. Look at those and those They're pretty. Beautiful. And then look at, look at the cupcakes. <laughs> and the cupcakes. Very nice. Okay, cheers people. Have a good day. Bye. These are beautiful. Wait, I want to take a picture too. Yeah, you take a picture too. Okay, we gotta have the cupcakes in the background so that we can see those. And then I'll I'll put the drinks up on the counter. Okay, cool. For you, so that people. That's the deal. Oh, I forgot a mic. Are you the, videoing or? It should reach pictures? the microphones. I just knock over the whole shelf somehow. Oh. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> gotta go. Oops. <laughs> Okay. I take a bunch of pictures. That's fine. It's that's the great. Asian in me. So no, like, it's great I, that you do. <laughs> I, I take a bunch of pictures and then I and then I pick the best one, right? So no, you're okay, his, so. when you follow his page, like all his photos of drinks are beautiful <laughs> that he takes. We could Thank take you. the photo, the same photo of the same drink. I don't remember what what what, turn what, out. what Ricky's answer was for the cocktails, but I made one for him. Anyway. Oh, he'll yeah, he'll take it. So those, those are gorgeous. Of course, I don't. I didn't want to leave you out. Okay. If you need to Here, fix wait, that, can I take one with you behind you it? Want? All right, sure. The proud bartender. Okay, cool. That's cute. Yeah, I like. It. I'll have to lighten it because my phone sucks. I need to use the app that you told me to use, and you're like, it's amazing. Oh, that's right. <laughs> okay, so let's give one to Ricky, and then I'm going to put us on Facebook Live. Okay. So can I ask you, you, do you use Facebook Live on Facebook? Not as much as I should. I used to use it all the time, but it doesn't let me do it in landscape mode anymore. I have That's to turn weird. my phone, it tells yes. me like, does it, do you use it like that too? Have you used it? So it's so frustrating, you know? That's annoying. Can you flip the orientation after? Well, but see, look, it doesn't even change my, oh, it should, right? It's supposed to, right? So if I do this. And then I do this. It doesn't. Okay, I'm gonna look at like, uh, let's see. I'm gonna look at the rotation. Maybe the rotation's not set up on my phone. So, so in the meantime, I wanted to ask you because I know you lived all over the country. True. And that's kind of like a military child's life. Whenever you move to a new place, do you? Do you get comfortable or do you think like, you know, I'm not going to get too comfortable and meet too many people or get too close to too many people because I'm probably going to move? That's a really interesting question. Um, actually, no. Now that now that you bring it up, I, I don't think I have. But on the same note, I wasn't ever expecting us to leave Vegas. Okay. Like this job opportunity just came up out of nowhere for him. Right. So when he first got the initial email, we literally looked at each other and laughed when it said, oh, would you ever consider moving to LA? Like we were sitting on our couch and we literally laughed and we were like, that's hilarious. Absolutely right. not. So I think just because I wasn't expecting it, I didn't think that way. But then now since we've been here, it's 
funny too because I'm in the same way. I'm like, I can't imagine moving because I love it. Yeah. But also, if another opportunity came up, we'll see what happens because. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens. But when we came out here, we were. Yeah, you want to be open to opportunities. You want to. Yeah. You don't want to turn opportunities down. Absolutely. And, and especially if like, there's really nothing holding you back, right? I right. mean, like, I had kids that grew up in this neighborhood, and they got really like attached to their friends and their schools, and they. You know, we planted really deep roots here. Yeah, of course. And, and you so have to do... it would be hard for them to pick up and leave. And especially like at our age now, like you know, is it harder for kids? I don't know. Yeah, I, that's always a question that I wonder about. Even, I mean, I feel like it's definitely hard for adults, especially as an adult. How many times mm -hmm. I've moved because it's making friends as an adult is a really interesting situation to be in. Yeah, and I would. I consider myself a super outgoing person. I mean, I didn't know you when I walked into Tiki T and we just met yeah. just yeah. from being in yeah. there. Um, but I, it took me at least a year in Vegas and LA to start making friends, which was really interesting. But doing pinup is It took me a, so a year, here. really? Mm -hmm. It took me, I would say a solid year from well, And why is here. that? Um, I felt like when I first came to LA, it was hard. I would message people and make plans with them, but it was almost like they were waiting for the next better thing to come along, which oh, was really, really interesting. Yeah, like I would just have a hard time getting people to nail plans down with me. However, I'm not trying to hang out with those people anymore because if I offer you three times to hang out and by the third time you haven't accepted the offer, I'm going to move on to someone that does want to yeah, spend the yeah, time. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think I just wasn't looking for the right people because now I feel like I have so many friends and I know. Do you think that that's an LA culture though? I mean, did you feel that anywhere else that you um, were? I wouldn't say it's an LA cultural thing as much as people that are in the entertainment industry thing. Okay, and that's what I mean. You know, because like if you're in entertainment, right? I mean, like. They just—they're very shallow. I mean, you know, I feel like LA. Being matter of fact. Definitely, yeah. Like I don't know. I don't want to speak badly about anyone, of course, but I feel like LA. There's definitely a group of people in LA that have their own personal motivations as their priority for everything that they do, yeah. and they only want to do things that will help them get to a certain place. So having lunch with Didi Cupcake isn't going to help them land their next gig or a freelance job or whatever. So cool, I get that, and I respect that because they're trying to hustle. So in a way, I can't be mad about it because they're probably working a lot and they're always networking and trying to meet people who can help them get ahead. Sure. So I do that to a point, but I also just like to have lunch with people and yeah. have fun and um, have a good time. But now I feel like just through doing pinup, I met so many people, which is great because we all have the same interests and we all like to get dressed yeah, up yeah, and go yeah. to car shows and we yeah. all love the culture yeah. so much. So that's, that's I would say, definitely the pinup community here has been a huge part in helping me feel like LA was home but who okay. knows what's gonna happen tomorrow we might get a phone call but coming here also how you were saying the timing like your children have grown up here and they have roots in the neighborhood we when Ricky got that first email for us to come out here we don't have children and our lease was gonna be up on the house we were renting in a month so or the two. timing was it was perfect, perfect. Yeah. yeah so I felt like that was the universe being like hey Dee Dee and Ricky like this is a really big opportunity and I was the one that pushed for us to come out here Ricky was kind of kind of said I'll whatever you want to do, I'm okay with. But I just thought that there's no way that we could let the opportunity pass us by because one day we're going to be, I mean, hopefully one day we're going to be 95 years old and think, oh, we could have moved to LA and we did it. Right. And how right. would, how, I mean, it wouldn't be here right now had we not, but how differently would our life have gone? And when you move from one place to another, is it more exciting or more nerve wracking? Um, I was, when we first moved from Chicago to Vegas, I was very excited. And um, we moved in the same two weeks as getting married. So we drove across the country and got married at the same yeah. time, short time, which was a little bit crazy, but we made it through. And then moving to LA, I was absolutely terrified because so many people, even one of my best friends said, it's just so expensive. It's so big. It's so hard. Right. You're going to fail. You're going to this, you're going to that. Right, and right. I was like, I mean, of course I was already thinking all of those things. I just was really surprised at the amount of people that said that to us, knowing how excited we were and we were going to take this big chance and try to move to LA. And But were they being friends or were they being jealous? That's yeah, that too. I don't know. I mean Because there's a lot of that where they'll say like, "Oh, you don't want to do that because they're jealous." Yeah, that right? I think that was a lot of it too. Um and people Yeah, I think 
I do think that we definitely had a lot of haters on our journey, um, and Ricky yeah. and I have both worked very hard for everything that we have up until this point. Um, but it gave me more fuel under my butt to just prove them wrong. And it was so funny because I we had been here three months. Oh, hello, are we live? Not yet. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I'm listening to you, but I'm also trying to look for the setting on my phone to that, flip it. that locks the rotation or okay. not. Okay, it looks like you got it. Sideways, well, though. this is see it's sideways, and I know what Facebook is going to do is it's going to tell me it. your camera is sideways. It's going to tell me that I'm stupid, and I am stupid Don't because I can't that. figure out how to get this thing to be landscape again. But that's okay. I'm, I'm I guess if I have to turn it, I'll turn it. But I'm listening to you. Oh, I'm like lost my train of thought. But um, oh no, it just we were talking about if people are were actually genuinely interested in oh, yes. helping you yes. or if they were just being jealous yes um so i feel like i don't i i feel sad to say this but i don't know if everyone's intentions were necessarily the greatest when sure. we were coming out here and telling everyone the news but there were some people that were like oh we're really excited for you we know you're going to do great so if you were one of those people and you're listening to this right now thank you very much yeah. um and i i don't know i was raised to if you don't have anything nice to say just don't say it you know right, keep it right, to yourself like right. as long as you're not telling me oh i'm going to move to la but i have no money and i'm going to live in a box that i might be like is that the best idea but you know, if not, then just go live your dreams and do you. I try to support everyone the best that I can. But um, I didn't know anybody, and I came here. I'd been here for, like, three months or two months. We were super brand new to L.A., and I thought, I'm going to sign up for this pin-up contest and see how I do, and maybe at least I can make friends because I don't know right. anybody. And so I remember the week before the contest, Ricky was cutting my hair at the salon, and we, like, didn't really have a lot of money because we had just moved here, and we were trying to get caught up from moving and. I was like, babe, like the, the first prize of the contest is $300 cash prize. So if I win, I'm going to get you this blow dryer that you really want with this like fancy Corvette engine. And he's like, okay, great. Thinking, of course, there's no way I'm going to win first place. So the next week comes and I go and I do the contest and I actually won first place. <laughs> it so was awesome. so crazy. And nobody, I love that. Yeah, it was crazy though because nobody knew who I was. So everybody was like, where did this girl come from? Like, I came in hot and I swept it. I don't. I still don't know what happened, but that was like one of the best days ever. I love that. So I, I felt like that. in that moment, that was like the universe being like, "Dee Dee, you did this thing and you did awesome, and everything's gonna be fine." And it is. everything was like, I those first three months before that contest, I was a little bit on the fence about LA, and I was still like, I don't know, did we make the right choice? But then I felt like after that day, it was a good sign that we had made the right choice, and that was July 2017, and we'll be here two years next March this March awesome well I'm happy that you guys are out here now so Thank you. because I can't hang out with you when you're in Vegas no. or in Chicago yes, unless far. I go out there it's true so all right Although so you poor thing with your I, I'm adding time. I think I got it to go Let's Yay. Okay, so we're gonna see but I'm gonna do we're gonna see if Facebook gives me like a weird thing but okay so okay. Aloha folks Hello, everybody. Happy, is it Monday or Tuesday? It's, it's Monday. Monday. Yeah. Yeah. I was, was going to say Tiki Tuesday, but it's not Tiki Almost Tuesday. Almost there, yet. though. All right. Happy happy Tiki Monday. Tiki Monday. Guess who I'm podcasting with tonight? Miss Didi Cupcake. And guess Hello. what we're doing? We're eating cupcakes. <laughs> I know I'm that transparent. Didi I, Cupcake I love it. So cupcakes. Our friend Didi here, she's always bringing cupcakes to the Tiki Tea. But these are for the Desert Oasis room. Special Desert Oasis. This is for us. So we made a couple cocktails here to try to do something that's going to complement the flavors, right? So this is the blood punch, the world-famous blood punch that everybody likes to have when they come here to, to the Desert Oasis room. <gasps> Can't wait. And punch. we're going to have this with the lemon, I guess, right? Yes, with the because lemon. Because I don't think it's going to go with the chocolate. No. We've got something else planned for yes. the ones with the chocolate. So um, so I'm going to put my glasses on just okay. so I can see what, what people are saying here. So, Hello everyone! Oh, I'm hey, so excited Tony, to be here. Aloha! How are you doing? Okay, so let's have a cupcake. Okay, let's do. It. Do I we want to give a first. cocktail to to Ricky? Oh, I thought I got two drinks and you got one drink. Well, yeah, you can have, <laughs> you can have two drinks. Right? No, it's fine. I guess I should let my husband he can, have he a drink. Can, he can. My give, husband's here too. Give you his drink if you want. So these are the blood punches. Look how pretty those are. They're amazingly beautiful. They he like hand cut bird the bird of paradises himself. Yeah, yeah they're absolutely so. gorgeous. Okay, so Come let's on give in. one to Ricky. Come on. This is my husband, Ricky. There he is. I'm a real person. He's <laughs> he's very sweet because he's like, come on, come in the shot. It's fine. You can be here. So you, you want to give this a little stir. So okay. I, I put some um, club soda on top. Oh, wow. Okay, so that's the blood punch. It's amazing. Okay, so. Woo. I know. You, make you a think good I'll drink, go with Adrian? the lemon? Yeah, I, I think should, so. right? Yeah. 
So, um, right. can I just grab one? Yeah, take the take whichever one. I'm gonna take one of the Please. other. Okay, so. Okay, here we go. Lemon. So, if you guys don't know why Dee Dee Cupcake is called Dee Dee Cupcake, is because she was on Cupcake Wars on the Food Network. But it was stressful because I couldn't use butter or eggs. So. So how real is that? It was real. Yeah, it's I, real. I, because they took me to the grocery store because I needed peanut butter, and I picked one up that had honey in it, and they were like, "You can't use like it has to be completely vegan." So they were very. Yeah, oh, they were okay. Because okay. Rob Zombie. But I mean, like the day that you're filming. All of that is real. It's not like staged. No, nope. yeah, all of it was real. And those ovens are really working. Uh huh. Everything yep, everything's like... real. Yep, you actually have to bake. You have to do a lot of baking. It was pretty stressful because I had, was used to baking in my kitchen, but just the amount of cameras I had in my face, I had like twenty different cameras on me at any okay. given time. It was it was a lot. What was the audition process and the whole process of getting on the show? What was that like? Oh, that and, was. I mean, like, was that really competitive? Uh, it was. Okay. Yes, it was. I'm gonna bite um, into this yes, while you're let's talking. Let's do it. Oh, boy. This is what you're missing right now. Don't worry, guys. I'll eat one for you. <laughs> it's lemony. No, I need a drink. Wash it down. Lemony. Lemon cupcake mm. with raspberry blood punch. Um, cupcake Wars Audition. So, that's a... This is a good story. I was baking cupcakes illegally out of my parents' kitchen in Chicago. Um, because now you can have a home baking business in Illinois and many other states and they actually make it really easy now but at the time it wasn't um but I was baking cupcakes for my friends and people started offering to pay me to make them and everyone was like these are so good Diana like you need to just just start a business so I kind of started just for friends and family out of my parents kitchen no big deal super casual and I watched Cupcake Wars because I really liked the show and all Food Network shows of course and so one day I saw on Facebook that they were casting mm -hmm. and I thought like Okay, I'd love to try out for that, but I don't have an actual bakery, so I don't know if they would take me seriously as an applicant. So I posted it on Facebook, and everybody was like, you have to try, like, absolutely, at least just try. So I was like, okay, I'll try. So I had to have a, an audition video, and I had to have a partner. I didn't know anybody that made cakes or cupcakes or anything like that, but I remembered that my and friend- And they said you had to have a partner. Had to have a partner, it was mandatory. So, um, side story about Dee Dee Cupcake, I do pole fitness and burlesque, and my pole fitness friend oh, was a cake decorator, and she was the only person I knew to ask. So I call her up, and I was like, also, Melissa, if you're watching this, hello. Um, do you guys know what pole fitness is? You know what pole fitness yeah, is, right? pole fitness. <laughs> I talk your fitness classes. Although, if you're making money doing that as your job, get it, girl. Um, can't live that life. <laughs> um, but my, so my friend Melissa, call her up. Hey, Melissa, you want to try out for Cupcake Wars? She's like, okay, let's do it. She's very fun and adventurous like I am. So I think we were both on the same page. We were like, we're just going to do something crazy and try this and see what happens. Uh -huh. So my mom is a high school teacher. I paid her, one of her students, $100 to come over and film a video in my parents' kitchen in Darien, Illinois. We have our little matching dresses. We were just being so silly. We took a shot on the video. It was just like the most ridiculous thing ever. I send it off. I don't think about it. And then... Almost a month later, I get a voicemail from an LA number saying, "Are you free these days in June?" You we must want have to been like, I was screaming. You must have been like, like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I remember. Me. Like, I was at the top of the stairs in my house, and I just started like jumping up and down and screaming. I was like, "Oh my god! Oh how, my god! Oh my god!" How fucking cool! And is it that? was just so funny because it's one of those things where like I forgot about it. So I didn't. I wouldn't say I didn't want it. I was just trying not to get my hopes yeah, up that yeah. I would get picked because. Yeah. Um, once I started watching the audition videos, a lot of them were really good. And yeah, so yeah. I was like, well, let's see how this goes. I don't know who they're going to take, but I feel like the only thing that got me through was that that young man that did my video did a wonderful job and I got such a bargain for $100 because that poor kid must have spent That's eight awesome. hours editing that video because it was really an amazing video. Well, he probably enjoyed it too, you know? He I think he did. He was a film student, yeah. right? So. He was really proud too. Once I got to share the news with everyone that I had been picked for the show, he was so yeah. excited that his work was chosen for that so he helped me and then just I they must have seen something in me in the video I think I stood out because I had my pinup style and my vintage look about me and nobody else really had that and so. they didn't have to actually like try your cupcakes or anything no. you didn't have to audition the, your food no nope. okay it was just personality alone if you YouTube it the video is still out there on YouTube now it's so old I get embarrassed now when I watch it because it's been yeah. so many years it's a part of your life it and is it's, yeah, yeah and yeah. it's a 
it's just a good thing to have under my belt. And it was such a good experience for personal growth for me because sure. once we started going and filming, everything was crazy and everything went wrong, but it was such a good experience. And I met so many amazing people and the winners, uh, Hardcore Sweet, Nicole and Jeremy, they were amazing. And we drank a whole bunch of Jack Daniels with them after we filmed oh, nice. that day. Like it was horrible. I threw up at LAX like three times on the way home the next day, but it was worth it. That's awesome. It was totally great. So it was a good time. I'm glad, I'm glad that I had that happen. It's yeah. a good thing on my resume. Yeah, that's cool. And and speaking of resumes, so for all of you out there that in Facebook land, I don't know if you can see the sash that she's wearing. Let's see what that sash says. Let's see what it I says. Stand? I won Miss Moon Eyes. Miss Moon Eyes. Miss Moon Eyes, people. It's a big deal. Oh, I didn't know it was a big deal until after I won it. There you it's go. It's a big deal. So let's talk about that. So tell okay. me how, how that came about. Oh. How did that come about? Well, um, so I'm, I'm relatively new to the LA pinup scene. I've only been here a little bit under two years. And I do pinup pageants and contests on a semi-regular basis. I would say I've done over 20 at this point. Um, if you don't know what that is, it's basically a beauty pageant, but the girls are all in like a retro pinup theme. And then you're scored on your outfit, your personality, your stage presence, and how well you answer a question. And I have met so many wonderful friends doing this. I absolutely love it. So there's kind of this group of girls who are a little our little like pinup pageants. And, and you compete against each other at mm -hmm. all these different yeah. pageants. It's okay. interesting too because some of them are my friends. I love all the girls. The girls are amazing. And I don't do it to try to be like, well, who's the best? I just do it for myself. Sure. But I have met some wonderful, amazing ladies doing this. Um, and I celebrate them when they win and yeah because you should because you guys are your friends exactly yeah, yeah, and if yeah. it was the other way around i would want the same thing done for me yeah um but moon eyes is a huge car show it's been happening in socal for how many years you might know oh geez, forever know. it's been yeah it's been a long time um but the pinup contest of the moon eyes show has been going on for 12 years and it's produced okay. by mitzi and co she's a very yeah. well-known pinup photographer yeah. she's incredible her work is amazing so if you have never checked out mitzi's work please do so um but she puts on the miss moon eyes contest and every year a bunch of girls send in their picture hoping to be picked for the stage and last year i sent in my picture and i was not picked and I was okay. bummed, but I was like, okay, cool. So this year it comes around again and I'm not gonna lie, I, there was part of me that was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't even try. Yeah, know? yeah, because last year. Yeah. yeah, but also last year I didn't send a good picture and there's, okay. I feel like I've improved myself yeah. since then. So I was like, okay, DD, just send the picture. I don't know, I have a weird thing where I feel like if I'm gonna fail, I just don't sometimes get nervous. Well, and I don't so that's it. a human thing. So. This is actually a testament to picking yourself up, dusting yourself off, and trying again. It's so true. Right? It is. Because, it, you know, it's easy to get discouraged and say, you know what? They didn't pick me last year. I'm not going to do it again. Absolutely. But then you won this year. I did. I did. So, and the whole, the, the way the whole story went down is super crazy. Um, so I sent in my picture and they only did nine girls this year because the girl that won Miss Moon Eyes Sweden got a spot and she was um, gorgeous and so she came to compete. So now it's on an international level where wow. we have girls coming from Sweden, so, yeah, other countries Sweden. to compete. Wow. So I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. What are the odds that I'm going to get picked out of these girls? Because I think almost 40 girls applied and there were nine spots. And again, sent in my picture, tried not to think about it whatever going on with my day and it was a Wednesday night I was getting ready to come out to TGT for our annual Wednesday yeah. and I was sitting there on my phone calling my lift and I got the notification that I was picked as a finalist and I was like yeah awesome oh my god it was crazy and so I got in my lift and I was like to my lift driver telling him and he didn't know what I was talking about but it didn't matter because I was super excited and I remember coming into the bar and you were there and yeah. I was like you guys I made the stage yeah. for Miss Moon Eyes and everyone was super excited for me which I I called it do you remember call that? It. I yeah. called it you were live you'll have to find that episode yeah it was, was it a live video that it was, I did? A, it was a live video live. and yeah, I remember saying the future Miss Moon Eyes mm -hmm. I remember saying that and of course I was like oh whatever because the lineup <laughs> was hard when I saw the girls I was nervous sure because they were all gorgeous and even the girls that applied there were so many beautiful girls that applied yeah. um, so I was very grateful to even be picked in the top 10 so you know the weeks go by I'm nervous I was so nervous I was just like trying to design my outfit, think of the best dress that I could wear. So I had someone make me a dress and the dress was being made and I'm trying to prepare myself the best I can. And all my friends are giving me all these pep talks and they're like, it's okay, win or lose, it doesn't matter. And I tell myself, I'm just gonna use it as an opportunity to showcase Stevie Cupcake, everything else, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Cool, fine. It's just a privilege to be on the stage at Moon Eyes. So the Monday before the contest, I got bronchitis. 
Oh, wow. And I didn't know it was bronchitis until the Thursday before the contest. Um, I just thought, I don't know what I thought it was, but I was just so sick for days and days and days yeah. and days and days. And then finally on Thursday, I had to go to the emergency room. Wow. Because it wasn't getting better. And oh I God. fought it. This I, was right before yeah, the contest. Yeah, this was 48 hours I didn't even before. Know that. Yeah. Because you sent me a private message and you were like, hey, I could use your support if you're going to be at the Moon Eye show. Like, I didn't even know that you were sick. Yeah, I. so it happened Thursday. It, it started in the Monday. I didn't really tell anybody. But then Thursday, the Thursday before the contest, I had to go to the emergency room. Oh my God. So I was actually in 48 hours prior to when they called my name as the winner, I was in the hospital with a drip in my arm. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. So crazy. Uh, my husband is the one who made me go to the hospital. He was like, you need to go. Yeah. If you don't go, I'm gonna leave work right now and take you. So I went um, and they gave me because a bunch he loves of stuff. You. Yes, he does. He's wonderful. He's my <laughs> he's number like, one yeah, fan. He's all right. yeah. Yeah. He's like, mm. I'll keep her. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's like, I'm not driving you home. <laughs> You're on your own back to LA. But um, I, they, they gave me medicine at the hospital, but I felt so awful. It was yeah. one of the top yeah. probably three three times I've been sick in my life and I'm not even trying to complain. Were you sick during the competition then? I was, yeah, okay. I was extremely sick. So, so then you, had to, you had to like power through that. I had to and like you had to put a smile on your face. Yes. Yeah. It was the one of the times in my life where it was such a good example of like mental your mental sure. fortitude yeah. over your physical yeah. like what you can do physically. Mm -hmm. Um and I have a mentor that I work with and she's amazing, but I called her the day before and I was crying and I was like, I've waited so long for this and now like I'm so sick and I feel like I can barely even get on the stage. And she was like, just do your best. That's all you can do. And I was like, okay, okay, just yeah. do your best. But part of me, like a little part of me, still deep down was like, Didi, maybe you could still win. And so the morning of, I woke up and miraculously, I felt a little bit better than I had in days. And I just took that little bit and I just ran with it. And I went on stage and my question was um, something that had to do with my family and I talked about my family and I spoke from the heart and I had an amazing dress and snow came out of my dress when I was on stage and it's funny that I won because I was just myself. I didn't try yeah. to be anyone else. Yeah. I was honest and I was just like, just go be Dee Dee and have fun and I did because my mom was like, it's going to be over before you know it and it was. It's crazy because it was so much months, days of anticipation and then it's like over. So, even though I called it, so I'm going to say did. this because... I didn't go to Moon Eyes because I was just thinking about like the line and the traffic and like every year I think, yeah, oh, God, I got to get up at like four in the morning to drive out there early and get in a line and I thought, oh God, I was lazy this year, right? So I thought, yeah, I think I'm I'm just going to skip it. And then I saw that you won and I thought, holy moly, she won. <laughs> and then of course I said, yeah, but I called it. <laughs> but no, I knew. You, I you knew, should have right? placed bets on it. You would have won some money. Uh, you should have done a pull at Tiki T. But um, I'm incredibly honored because, as I said, the lineup was really tough and all the girls were amazing. So I was sweating the competition and I had some tough competition. So it definitely wasn't easy. Um, but I'm just so proud of myself. And I feel okay and saying we're proud that. Of you too. I don't like to gloat, but. I, it was just so hard for me to get up there and do it that day, and yeah, I can't believe yeah. not only did I do it, I somehow managed to win. Um, Whether you won or not, I mean, it, it takes a lot to put yourself out there because, you know, like, you're going to open yourself up to criticism. Absolutely. Yeah, no matter what it is, you yes. know, whether you win or lose or whatever it is you're doing, like this, this whole thing that we're doing now, right, we open ourselves up to criticism here. You know? Yeah, it's so. so true. And it's hard. It's hard to put yourself out there, especially with the other girls, because you're comparing yourself yeah. to them and yeah. all of them are amazing. And then, you know, you'd be like, oh, well, what do they see in me? And but I've had so much fun doing them and I've definitely lost a lot of contests too, but I feel like you have to lose to appreciate the wins. Yeah. You know, it's always good to get knocked down a peg or two. Yeah. Be like, okay, well, this sure. is what I need to improve on and I'm going to kill it next time. Yeah. So that's awesome. my Miss Moon Eyes journey. Great story. Thank you. Okay, folks, we're going to let you go because we're going to go back to our drinks and our cupcakes. But See you guys at Tiki Tea. Yeah, come to Tiki Tea and hang out yeah, with us. Wednesday. We're usually there on Wednesdays. So it's a good time to go. Yeah, it is. Okay, folks, cheers. Aloha. Ending live video. I don't know if that's gonna be um, landscape or portrait. People could be yelling in the <laughs> comments. You moron, it's sideways. It's at a forty-five year yank. But you know what? We're we're gonna let me share that. Once it's on the wall. All right. So, how are you guys doing? How's your How's your drink? It's great. Okay. Good. It's perfect. No, I love it. Obviously, I have a sweet tooth as well. Being named DD Cupcake and all. Right. Right. How did that How did that name? I mean, like, was that something that somebody started calling you? 
Uh, kind of. My friend. Was it before or after Cupcake Wars? It was after. Okay. Um, well. So then that makes sense. Yes. It was sort of born around that time, though, because when we moved, so I filmed Cupcake Wars a couple months before we moved to Vegas, and when we moved to Vegas, I knew I wanted to change my stage name for doing burlesque, because I didn't really have, I didn't really have a burlesque or a pinup name. Okay. So I wanted to, um, kind of reinvent that when we moved out to Vegas. So my friend gave me the nickname Dee Dee. He was like, you seem like a Dee Dee, based off of my first name, which is Diana. Um, And I thought that was a cute little name because people call me D a lot. So I was like, okay, we'll just add another D on there. And then I put cupcake on the end because I love cupcakes. And then that's what you probably were known for for a while after the show. Yes, Mm -hmm, that was true. And then I feel like it's perfect because I'm short and sweet like a little cupcake. And And were people, yes, right? (laughs) Were people ordering cupcakes from you after that? Uh, They were, but it was difficult because we had moved to Vegas by then. It was because we filmed in the summer, but it was a Halloween episode. So they didn't actually air it until months later and we had already moved. But when I filmed the episode, I didn't know we were going to move. So it was a weird thing. But um, I just kind of had to start over a little bit in Vegas, but it was totally fine. And it works out. People, okay. I still stayed busy. People were ordering their cupcakes from me. So very cool. It was uh, October twenty sixth, I think, two thousand thirteen. Yeah, so it was a Halloween episode because mm-hmm. Rob Zombie was one of the celebrity judges mm-hmm. in that one, right? So that was really dope. Rob Zombie's really nice. Yeah. Also, he seems like he would be like super terrifying. Yeah. But he's not. He's really great. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was cool. So it was pretty cool. It was a really cool opportunity to just be in the same room as Rob Zombie and yeah. be like, hey, how's it going? That's so cool. Yeah. Okay, folks, we're going to take a break. I'm going to refresh our drinks and we're going to come back in a few minutes and you can listen to a couple commercials from our sponsors. Cheers. We'll be back. If you have a product, service, or event that you'd like to bring attention to, we can help. Imagine hearing your ad in this spot, just like you're hearing this one right now. Sponsor an episode and get the exposure you deserve. For more information, go to DesertOasisRoom.com and click on Services. This episode is sponsored by the Tiki Bar T-Shirt Club, where their monthly t-shirt designs pay tribute to a Polynesian bar or restaurant from days long past. Each design is available for a limited time and will never be produced again. For the collectors out there, be sure to check out their subscription program, where they offer a discounted 3, 6, or 12-month plan, or you can always buy shirts one at a time. For more information and to check out this month's shirt, visit TikiBarTshirtClub.com. This episode was brought to you in part by the Tiki Tea, a family-owned and operated tropical drink bar in Los Angeles, California. Come get their house specialty, the Raised Mistake, for only $6 on Wednesdays until 9 p.m. For more information, check out their website, tiki-ti.com. This episode was also brought to you by Steadfast Pomade, a strong-holding, medium-bodied styling product for men and women, which leaves your hair looking neat and shiny with a clean, fresh scent. Order yours today at steadfastpomade.com. Um, anyway, so Mrs. Maisel, um, just the show really inspired me, and I kind of thought about it, and one of my pinup inspirations are Lucille Ball and Mae West, two women that were also known for being very funny, and um, I did the Miss Golita Lemon Festival pageant in September, and that pageant required a talent, and the talent had to be lemon-related. And I was like, what the heck am I going to do that's lemon-related? Also, all of my other talents are pole dancing and burlesque, and those were not approved. Okay. Um, So (laughs) I had to come up with something else, and I was like, what am I going to do? I was so stumped. So the only ideas I had were trying to do a magic trick, which I have absolutely no experience doing magic, so I don't think that would have been a good idea, or telling jokes, which I also have no experience telling jokes or doing stand-up at the time, but I thought that would be easier for me to achieve in a short time. So I called my mentor, and she helped me assemble my first stand-up routine, and I did it for my talent for this contest, and I was terrified because I didn't know if people were going to laugh. Yeah. Um, And I had like a... It was set up in a way where I did like a bit where the audience would have to understand what I was doing without any explanation on my part. And I was like, there's so much room for error. Did you have somebody help you write it? I did, yeah. Well, yes and no. So my coach came up with the concept of my bit, which was I was going to, I went out with a a recipe box of cards and I 
said, hello everyone, I'm Dee Dee Cupcake and these are my family lemon recipes. Would you like to hear them? And of course everyone said yes. And so I said, oh, this is my grandma Marianne's lemon bar recipe. I went to a lemon bar once, the drinks were great. Yeah. So I thought of the, <laughs> and that's what all of them were. It was just me doing one-liners about lemons. So when you, when you were, when you first thought about doing the stand-up, did you go to like a stand-up school? No, I didn't. You I just, just, you just. Yeah, I just, I, my coach, I worked with her for like an hour, maybe did a FaceTime. She gave me the idea of how to, to do the recipe box. And then I like came up with all the little names and the little recipes and put it all together. And I thought of it on a Tuesday and the contest was on a Saturday. Yeah. So the timeline wow. was very stressful. Wow. Yeah. It was really like so last minute. So I just practiced it as much as I could. Um, and I can't believe I pulled it off. It was crazy, but everybody laughed. Um, they laughed a lot actually. And then I had never experienced what it's like to make a room full of people laugh, but it's a great feeling. Yeah. I hear that a lot. A, a lot of the podcasts I listen to are stand-ups, stand-up comedians. And they say it's like a drug. They say that, you know, you, you get that rush when the, the audience laughs at your jokes and, so you know, true. but they say it's also really painful it is. when you crash and burn. It is. Right? So it's interesting because I've done stand-up, I've only done it twice now, I'm like super new. Um, and the first time I did it went awesome. And then I hear this a lot too, that the first time people do it goes great. And then the second time it doesn't go as well. And I would say that's true for myself. So I didn't burn the second time, but I only do clean jokes and that's not for every audience, but th that is my character. And okay. that is just who DD Cupcake is. Yeah. I'm a cute little 1950s girl. Like I'm not trying to be something I'm not. There are so. a lot of great comics that are clean. I, I would agree with you for yeah. sure. But yeah. I, Felt like my second time that I didn't have the right audience for my material because I had an audience that wanted dirty jokes. Oh, Because okay. the singer of the band gotcha. went up there and said, oh, look, I got you a present. It's a dick in a box. And everyone lost their mind. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's not even your joke. <laughs> right. But okay. <laughs> right, right. So, but you know what? I'm, right now, I'm so new at it and I'm just grateful to have a stage. And also, you know, going back to what I said in my pageantry, you have to fail to succeed. Sure, Because yeah. then you don't know what it's like to succeed. Or if you succeed every time, it's like this isn't even fun anymore because I always do well. Uh, are you gonna do it again? Are you are you gonna follow yes. it as a career? Um, are you gonna give it a shot? I don't know if I would use the word as a career because that means that people would have to pay me money. Um, oh, but I mean, but I mean, is do you see it in your future? I do. Although I would say that I'm. I sort of have a good platform to do it because I'm really trying to focus on my career as an MC, which I have MC'd a lot of yeah, things. Yeah. And that's a very easy way for me to do stand up because I can just insert it in my MCing, whether people want to hear it or not. Um, right. <laughs> but overall, it's been great. People always have been receptive to my jokes. So that's sort of the way I've been breaking into it. And it's much easier because it's usually in a burlesque type of audience or some sort of supportive audience right. where they're already on my side. Um, so that does help a lot. But I, I do have open mic nights on my on my goal list for this year, but I don't know if I'll tell anyone right off the bat. I was going to say, because I didn't know that you were performing, I would have come out and supported you. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's kind of like on the DL right now, just because I'm so new at it. I'm like, I don't now, know. Now I'll say I'm this: ready, I promise I won't heckle you because I have. Um, <laughs> we have a friend, Boris Hamilton. Mm. You know Boris. Mm -hmm. He's a stand-up comic, mm. and he was doing it for years and years I didn't and know years. That. Yeah, a long, long time. I think he did it for like 15 years. Uh, we'll have to reach maybe out to him. it could be longer than what I'm thinking, but maybe it's 10 years. But I was, he did it for a long time, and. Um, Headlined a bunch of shows, headlined Vegas, so cool. did all kinds of cool stuff, and he would never tell me when his shows were. I'd find out about him afterwards. I'd find out about him like the day after or two days You're after, like, oh. and then I'd be like, dude, how come you never tell me? And he's like, oh yeah, I'll tell you about the next one. And then I figured it out. He didn't tell me because he thinks I'm going to heckle him. Aww. So he wants he, he wants me to find out about it afterwards. And I'll see the photos, I'll see the stuff on social media, and I'll think... Oh, damn it. You know what? I said, Boris, I'm not going to heckle you. I promise. And then I thought to myself, would I really not heckle him? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's definitely every comedian's worst nightmare to or worst fear is having a heckler. And that's always, that's a very real possibility. Even emceeing. Now, and I love watching stand-up. And I hate hecklers because yeah. they always think that they're adding to the show, mm -hmm. but they're actually taking away from yeah, it. Yeah, it's, right. it's hard. Yeah, yeah. But the, the compilations of 
people shutting down hecklers on YouTube are really great, they're great. to watch. Yeah, they're really great. Um, but yeah, and that's something my my mentor I've been working with is amazing, and she's she helps me with a bunch of different things in terms of my branding myself and my pageantry and my stand up and just my general character of Dee Dee Cupcake. Yeah. Um, as a performer, MC, burlesque pinup yeah, person, yeah. my little package. Um, but she's really good and helps me think of every possible scenario and be like, okay, this is what you do if this happens. So the last time I emceed something, I had the photographer was being super crazy and being like really creepy, which was... Oh, really? Yeah, it was really weird and really interesting um, because he was also being paid to work the same event I was. So okay. I was very confused about what was happening because he was my coworker, but um, he was just acting really weird and I had never dealt with anything like that before. And yeah. she was so good at giving me information. She was like, if that happens again, this is exactly what you do. This is what you should tell your boss. Like, you don't have to put up with that. And yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm so new at all this. I haven't dealt with a lot of things like that. So I need to have all these crazy experiences happen to me. So I can be like, this is what you do when someone heckles you. This is what you do when someone's being weird. Um, right, but I'm right. very excited. It's like a whole new world has opened up to me because I don't know much about it and I'm already in my early 30s I mean <laughs> um, right. so it's kind of exciting and I work with at my day job a bunch of comedians so now we've all been like sharing jokes at work when we're oh, when we're not busy like yeah, running jokes yeah. past each other and trying yeah. to like throw stuff out and be like, yeah. hey does this work and like it's cool to have people to bounce things off of so I appreciate them yeah that's cool so I know you've heard this before because you are a bit of a how do I say this without sounding that I'm being deprecating? <laughs> you are like a cartoon character. Uh, I take that as a compliment, actually. Okay. So, thank you. so yeah, you have a, <laughs> there's a specific persona and look and and style and character about you, and I think that the the stand up stuff will really complement that. Thank you. I think that that would work well for you. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I think. My mom makes fun of me because she's like, you have more jobs than Barbie, and I just do so many different things, which is absolutely Are you sure Bobby, Barbie has a job? I know, right? Yeah, does Barbie even have a job, or does she have all the uniforms of the right. jobs? She's got everything. It's, it's like, true. Where does she get all this stuff, I'm right? I'm so jealous of her Is Ken loaded, really? He must be. I don't know, man. I got a lot of questions. Anyway, um, yes, I... I'm glad that I have that in my repertoire because, like I said, I've just always loved watching the funny women of the 1940s and 50s and even back to the 30s and Mae West and just yeah, yeah. seeing her timing and her delivery, especially in that time when women, it, like things like that couldn't be said in general, but the fact that a female was saying it was yeah. crazy yeah. and she was arrested for once for something that she said. And so to me, I'm like, that's so scandalous. So I'm very inspired by that. I know those women worked really hard for women like me now today to come on and try to do what I'm trying to do. So I appreciate that. But yeah, we'll see where this crazy stand-up goes. So please follow me in this next year. Maybe you'll catch me on an open mic night, but I won't tell you about it. So please don't heckle me. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, so before we wrap up, I have a question that I want to ask you. Okay. And these are questions, this is from a pool of questions that I ask for most of my guests. I, don't, okay. I, I wouldn't say all of them because sometimes I forget to ask, but uh, I like to do some fun stuff towards the end of, of a podcast. Okay. Sometimes I ask my guests to tell a scary story or a ghost story okay. if you have one. But I also ask questions like if you could have dinner or lunch with anybody past or present real or fictional dead or alive who would that be that is so funny you ask that because i was asked to come up with questions for the grand national pinup contest over the weekend and was that, that was a question that i put in for the girls okay to ask to answer um so i that's so funny that you asked me that Okay, let me think about this. Well, there's two answers that come to mind. Can I do a two-person yeah. answer? Okay. So the first one would be my grandfather on my dad's side because I never got to meet him. And okay. he was a Vegas gambling man. He was a drinker. He was really cool. Um, I wish I could have met him because I know he had wonderful stories, but he grew up in the 40s and the 50s. And he was in the army and I see all these pictures of him and he just looked so dope and he had his hair slicked back and he was a little greaser and he picked up my grandma somewhere along the way and I would just love to meet him and hear his stories. So that would be answer one and then answer two is Lucille Ball. Because, oh, why Lucille Ball? Uh, she's the reason I do pinup. When I was a little girl, I would ask my mom to put on the Lucy, I Love Lucy show instead of cartoons like most kids are like, okay. I'm going to watch Spongebob. Okay. I was watching the Lucille Ball show and she was the first person I ever saw to be dressed in this style and I just remember thinking she was so glamorous, but not only glamorous, she was funny. 
and she did both of them at the same time. And I was like, she's so cool. She's the total package. She has a cute husband. She has an adorable child. She wants to be in the show. She is like my perfect woman. And my mom used to hate her laugh. So it was so hilarious because my mom would hate that I watched the show, but I loved her laugh and I thought it was great. And it added so much to her character. But she was probably the first like strong female influence I ever saw. And I was so young and just the images burned in my mind and I never forgot it. And I just remember thinking, I want to be like that when I grow up. Now, I don't know if you know this, but Arnez Ranch is right here. Did you know that? No. So, Desi Arnez owned a huge amount of property out here. There's a river over here that runs, you know the city of Riverside? Yes. If you look at it from Google Maps, there's a river that runs along the whole side of the city, and that's why it's called Riverside. That river is what turns into the Santa Ana River, cuts down by the pond, or the Anaheim Pond, is that what they still call it? Honda Center. Yeah. Um, And it works its way all the way down to the beach. Wow. Well, along that river, over here, um, just below the Norconian, and I don't know if you know the Norconian, the Norconian is an old hotel that was designed by the same folks who designed the Mission Inn in Riverside. It's still there. It's been sitting abandoned for decades. Hewlhauser did an episode on it, and across the river from the Norconian was a giant property that Desi Arnaz owned. And it was called Arnez Arnez Ranch. And most of that property was sold, and there's a bunch of houses there now. They built a bunch of houses on it. But the original house is still there. They left it untouched. So and there's cool. a fence around it. And if you follow follow it to that house, there's a sign behind the fence that says Arnez Ranch, no no trespassing. That's so cool. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, it's one traffic light away. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So it's right there. It's by where I pick up my daughter from school every day. That's cool. But yeah, so you might find that interesting. Yeah, we but yeah, you should look that out. Look there. that up and take a look at it. What are but odds? it's a bummer that they developed that whole property for all these homes, and they built these really, you know, they're like kind of Spanish style, but they're still tract homes. But they're all bigger, right? They're kind of semi-custom. But it would have been neat for them to just keep that property as it was. And yeah. The, the, there were people that were saying, you know, it could be a great place for a wedding venue mm-hmm. or, or proms or things like that, right? But um, they they developed everything around it. And they left the building, but the way that they had developed around where the building was, I just can't see it being used for much else than a museum, you know? That's but, so crazy. But it's cool that it's right there, you know? And it yeah. was for a long time because I've lived in this part of town for almost 20 years. I've lived in this part of town for 17 years, I think. And um, uh, up until maybe about three years ago, that was always just untouched. It was there, you know. So if you're a big That's fan, really yeah, cool. you should yeah. look it up. What and, a cool and, little piece yeah, of you might You might want to see that. But. I would. Okay, so one more question. Okay. If you could travel any where in time, forward or backwards, when would that be and why? Every time I ask this, I picture Doc Brown saying, you want to witness the birth of Christ? And then he puts like, you know, like uh, December 25th, 0000, you know, in the time machine. Or, do you want to be there for the signing of the Declaration of Independence? And then he puts like, you know, yeah, 1776. And so uh, I always picture him saying that. But, you know, think out of the box it doesn't have to be anything historical it could be that you want to go back to when your parents met or and see that happen or i don't know i want to go back to 1934 and have a drink at down the beach Coma. oh great answer great answer i've said before that i'd love to walk into the tiki tea when ray was working oh that's and ask him too. to make me a raised mistake. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Like right, that's like after one. he just made like made the first one. Yeah. I then go in and say, "Hey, I heard about this drink called that's the raised really mistake. Good. Can that's you make so me cool. one?" Uh, if only, if only that right. would be so dope. Yeah, Don the Beachcomber oh, is a great answer. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to come out I here. appreciate you having me. It's so beautiful in here. I wish everyone could see what I'm seeing right now because it's amazing. So thank you well, so much. Well, we put a live video out there, so hopefully people yes. tuned in. Yes, check out the live video. I hope we didn't bore them too much, right? <sighs> I don't know. We'll see. I talk a lot. But um, Also, if you all want to follow me, I'm at dd.cupcake on Instagram. I'd love for you to see me. Throw all your social media out My there. little corner of the internet. Throw all, and, all your social um, media out there. I am competing in the Miss... Uh, Claremont Pie Festival competition on March 23rd. Oh, are you really? I am. That's my next contest. And then I'm. So, uh, do you make pies too? 
I don't make pies, but it's a pie theme contest. Okay. So my wheels are turning. Okay. I mean, I've made pies. I do make a really good pumpkin pie, I'm not gonna lie. Okay. So I'll hook you up in the fall time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'll be doing that. And then April 28th, I'm emceeing the Bombshell Betty's charity calendar show. So I'll be doing some patriotic things stand up. Okay. Very excited about that. Okay. So that will be in uh, Palmdale. Okay. On cool. April 28th. Very cool. And should we should we give some props to your my husband, your loving husband Ricky? Yes, he's thank you been for being so here. patient. Yeah, he's my and DD letting today. us record this episode and driving Miss Didi Cupcake yes. out here to the Desert Oasis room. Driving Miss Didi. Is there anything that we can promote for Ricky? Do you want to promote anything? Yeah, Mister Mister Cupcake. Uh, I'll <laughs> Mr. promote Cupcake. for my husband. Okay. He's a hairstylist at the Daniel Alfonso Men Salon. If anyone is in the LA area and would like an amazing haircut, but he does book up fast. Um, but he, and he's expensive. <laughs> remember, <laughs> folks. Remember, folks. They plucked him out of Vegas. It's true. Yeah, he was hand yeah. selected to come here to he work. He was hand selected. He really is amazing. Um, yeah. If you need a good haircut, but he's great and um, he's cute too. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much again. Thank you. For I appreciate me. you of being on the show. And for all of our listeners out there, if you have any questions, comments, or just want to leave a shout out. Join our group page, Inside the Desert Oasis Room, on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram at Polynesian Pop. And if you want to listen to previous episodes or try to get on a future episode, hit us up at DesertOasisRoom.com. Thank you. Aloha.